This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to the We Are Outdoorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. I'm your producer, Britton Ransford, and with me again. See, I've said this, I say this every time, mm-hmm. and so it's actually ingrained. So I'm going to go uh, Richie Herod of Herod Outdoors and Bob Loomis of Max Lure. Lure. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, we are special coffee. We're filled with special coffee. There it is. Yeah. Special, special coffee. We're uh, drinking um, Richie's coffee. Yeah, we're drinking the Elk Camp Roast. Oh, yeah. We're no, making Elk it this making is, special. This is good. It this is, is good, good, isn't it? It is good. We still have uh, some news, hopefully, to share with you in the next few weeks. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we are entering... It, well, we got a little skiff of snow last week, Ugh. and you know we kind of felt like we were out of it, and we were getting ready. You know, boat, boat, your boat was out, mm-hmm. and um, then we got this st- stupid little just skiff of snow and to just put us back in our place. It was cold, cold last week. Like single skiff digits of snow. Cold. I mean, it, yeah, it's like twelve. Yeah, it was I mean, terrible. come on, it was twelve degrees. This- so Jeez. we're hoping that the weather will finally turn for us. It's you know the sun's actually glaring in my eyes right now, which is a good sign. Do you want that? You mean keep that like no, it's glaring good. on you? It, yeah, it makes me feel alive. You getting a little vitamin D? Yep, a little vitamin <laughs> D. That's the only way I get it. Um, so yeah, we're we're uh, getting ready to uh, finally just hopefully get into some fishing, and right now is a really really good time to go catch a trophy walleye. And we've talked about it on previous. By, podcasts. by the way, I'm getting some vitamin S C. Special coffee. I'm like, what is he talking about over there? <laughs> um, <laughs> We, uh, like, is this going off the rails again? <laughs> yeah, we're just getting into, you know, getting back on the water. I, hopefully we do some more fishing uh, oh, you know, this will. year. We're, we're going to get on the water a little bit more, get a bunch of content, and uh, hopefully have some stuff to talk about. But we're just going to kind of go into, you know, what we're doing throughout the Columbia River system to get on these, you know, these bigger walleye this time of year. And in a little bit, we'll have uh, Jaime Rodriguez, one of the Maxler Pro staffers, on Today's podcast to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, tips, techniques, presentations, riggings, all sorts of stuff for uh, fish in the lower Columbia for these bigger walleye. But yeah. J-Rod. J-Rod. Well, I, did a, I did a live seminar with him on Monday. So yeah. that's on the Facebook page, too. It's really good. That turned um, out fantastic. Hour-long uh, live stream on the old, uh, yeah. it's kind of weird doing live stuff. I like it though. You're doing great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's doing a good job with that. Something we'll, we'll be doing, you know, one or two a month, and we'll kind of space it out. Just in addition to the podcast, and just trying to help people catch more fish. There we go. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've, I, I've never caught a really, really, really big walleye on the Columbia River. But have you guys at all? You I've caught some big ones, but I wouldn't say really, really big. I, I've never actually had an opportunity to really target, you know, those big fish. We, Bobby and I, have gone out to banks and roosevelt and tried to we've target caught, them and we've caught yeah we caught quote some, unquote big fish yeah. in the 10 pound range but what we're talking about is the chance to catch something over 15 pounds right now yep. in the columbia river system that's a real thing well this, this time of the year you know people from the midwest you know come out here to try to catch that yeah. elusive you know 20 pound plus fish oh, i yeah. mean State record is now 20 pounds, uh, four ounces, something like that. 
and uh, no, it's twenty three pounds on Kokanee gear. <laughs> oh my God, he's br- he's bringing up the April, April Fool's we're, we're, thing again. We're, we're, a, we're a month oh early. Oh my God, a little early. Pe- we're a little people, early. People called us. We had like death threats because <laughs> of him putting that in. Oh, the there. April Fool stuff. Oh, we was, talked about I, it a few it weeks bad. ago, but yeah, it was it, uh, bad. I think you should do that again. Oh, I, I will. <laughs> no, no. Catch oh, a, he's like, people, no, people no. Catch like a tw- really pound, irritated. Yeah, twelve pound kokanee out of uh, you know yeah. Rock Island Pond. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta no. have some fun with this. But stuff. this, this time on. of year is when the large females go up and spawn, and um, you know up underneath the dams, and that that midsection of the river, you know, from Tri Cities on down, you know, they they catch. Well, that's that's where most yeah. of the large fish have been caught, and uh, you know this this year I haven't heard of anything over fifteen being caught, other than than some hearsay, but uh, every year they catch fish up in the 18, 19, 20 pound class. Yeah, and uh, they're in there. They're, they're there. Oh, they're, they're there. definitely there. Some of the bigger fish I've caught have just been jigging for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about it extensively on here, but up with Eric Broughton jigging for them. And, but, you know, Eric's back out there, you know, hammering them yeah, again. Yeah, Eric's out there catching fish right now and more in the upper Columbia. But, and those are nice fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean February is the, in, in March are a great time to catch really big fish. Well, they're going into the spawn. Going so into you're going to get the biggest, big females. heaviest females, yeah. you know, that you're going to get at any given time of right. the year. So and they're and they're concentrated to certain areas. Sure. Therefore, that's why everybody's fishing. Right. You know where they're fishing. Now talking about like lure selection, um, are we trying to get bigger or smaller with our profiles? And Jaime will get into this a little bit more if you're the Lower Columbia system. Mm-hmm. But if we were going to talk a little bit more about the Upper Columbia system, you know what are you looking at? You know, well, wise? my experience has been smaller profile and slower yeah. speeds. And you know, even like if you're going to jig for them, a smaller profile and slow your jigging down because the water's still really cold. Well, it, and that's it, the it issue. is, but big fish eat big baits, sure. period. Big fish, I mean, they're, they they want to expend the least amount of energy, right? and they want to get the most out of what they're doing. I've, I've seen, especially this time of the year, bigger baits, bigger fish. You're talking and like a 1-9 smile blade? 1-9 smile blade, uh, the Wally Pops, uh, the, the Cha-Cha's, where you get that bigger, longer profile just because of the fact that these fish want to expend the least amount of energy and gain the most out of what they're doing. So those bigger fish have a tendency of tracking, you know, catching catching numbers of fish, I, I would agree. You know, going down to the, a little bit smaller profile, getting movement, colors, you know, that, that are basically uh, forage-based colors, absolutely no problem. And, uh, you know, Richie's right. The, those depths, those fish are going to hang in those depths. But at certain times, those fish are going up into the shallow water or shallower water, and they're looking for the biggest bang for their buck. So the guys that are out there fishing right now that are in the know, they're fishing larger baits, slower, like he said, and fishing for you know, that one big fish. They're not trying to target a bunch of fish. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 They're now, targeting that one big fish. If you're fishing banks, you know, we had a really cool podcast last year where you were talking about lake turnover. So when's the lake turn back over? Well, first of all, we have to get the ice off of it. Yeah. yeah. That would help. <laughs> that would that would be a good thing. 
but you know it, it's the same kind of concept you just need to have the right water temperatures for that water to start rolling back over in the lake and usually i think that's starting to happen by the time we get into april yeah but well you remember you it remember could that, be sooner that, you know if it's i mean with this year with the ice it's going to take yeah. a while yeah that one year that, that you and I fished when we were the first of February, I'll never forget that. You know, we, we just oh, started man. playing with those slow death rigs, and we we caught probably we, six fish we caught six that were fish. pushing ten pounds. Oh yeah, and and I caught one that was like thirteen, and I had a fish on that straightened out a, a slow death rig. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what, it, it was phenomenal. Lakes spawning time. You know, you get into the whole water temperature, moon phases. Uh, you know, everything's got to be just right when those fish start spawning. But it's all roughly in the same time period, whether it's a lake, an impound, or something on the river. And, uh, you know, the same thing is holds true. It's just a matter of, of where you're at and what you're doing. But the Columbia seems to have the largest fish, you know, as far as big fish in numbers mm -hmm. compared to fishing banks or potholes or any of the other lakes, if they're open, unlike this year, yeah, since they're still, still froze, still yeah. froze. That's what we got to go do next year. If we get another uh, good winter, is go try to catch some walleye. I want to do ice. that so I saw, bad. <laughs> there's a guy on uh, Instagram who just hardcore ice fisherman, and he was up there on banks, and they had like eight inches of or seven and a half inches of ice, I guess. And, you know, he was fishing right around where we saw it iced over. And uh, he pulled a dandy walleye out through the ice. And I think it was like his second one, but his first big walleye through the ice. And sure. We, we just don't get that opportunity much around here. No. And no. as no. we, as we kind of get more and more into ice fishing, because we're all the relatively noobs at that, um, that's something we got to go try. Well, walleye is just one of those things we – yeah, we wouldn't have that opportunity to target unless Banks Lake froze exactly. pro sure. over because sure. there isn't a place for us to really do that. Yeah, and we were driving by and we're like, should we go try it? Should we go try it? Oh, Man. I wanted to yeah. so bad, <laughs> and I was kind of unsure about the ice thickness. But then Eric Broughton went out there and he 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 drilled some holes and he had yeah. good ice. Fished for a little while. Um, I don't think he was able to give as much time as he wanted. He, sure, he caught a bunch of perch and perch, and but that's about it. Smallmouth. He didn't get yeah. a walleye, but I think. I think if we get that chance again, we should just go try to go. dial no, this we, in. No, we got to do yeah. it. We got to do it. You know, the whole ice fishing thing is 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 a, uh, you know, like Britain said, you know, we're we're kind of noobs at it, and we've been we've done it, you know, up in BC and down here and Idaho, right. and I'll tell you what, catching walleye through the ice would be oh, that would be, that'd fantastic. be a, a trip. Be, really that'd be, be fun. That'd be the forbidden word. It'd be a game changer. It'd be a game changer. Oh, yeah. All you Midwestern people that do that all the time, maybe you could give us some tips. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Please let us know. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> um, so we uh, kind of touched on a little bit of what uh, Jaime will be talking yeah. about, but uh, we'll let the uh, the expert kind of get on here and explain what he's doing down there and uh, you know where and how to target some of these big fish. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll have uh, J-Rod on, on the show. Explore the Dalles invites you to join the Walleye Willie Shootout Memorial Benefit Tournament with all proceeds going to Celilo Cancer Center Fund to honor Willie and Sheila Ross. 
This walleye tournament on the Lower Columbia River is open to all with a suggested donation of $25 per person. The tournament starts on April 2nd, 2022. And for more information, visit Walleye Willie Shootout Memorial Benefit Tournament on Facebook. talking with Jaime Rodriguez. Some of you probably know him as J-Rod or J-Rod Fishing. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, just got off work and ran around a couple errands and talking <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the other day you uh, were doing a uh, little live Facebook broadcast with Britain and you were talking about walleye fishing. So we thought maybe we would talk a little bit about that uh, as well uh, that's kind of your favorite thing to do isn't it yeah um for all people that follow me or, or don't if you go onto my page it's 99 percent walleye hunting <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so have you been yeah, out so. have you been out have you been out much this spring uh yeah yep i usually i try to be on the water at least three to four times a month um mm-hmm. and targeting walleye throughout throughout the whole year so yeah, like you said, we're you know getting in the warmer weather. Springtime's coming around, and and it just it makes it for a good time to be at, be out there on the water when you know when you have better sunnier conditions or whatnot. Because I chase walleye during the winter also, and and when it's cold and when it's probably not ideal to be out. But yeah, now I'm really looking forward to the the weather change and and some of these spring walleye. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I love fishing for walleye all the time of the year as well, and. You know, right now, the water's still pretty dang cold. And I noticed we were out on Lake Roosevelt chasing uh, kokanee and trout the other day. But um, what I noticed oh, was uh, the water temperature, surface water temp was like 37 degrees. So I know, oh, I know the river. Yeah. I know the river's pretty cold coming down yet. But so when you when you first get out like this, I mean, what are some of the techniques that you're using to, you know, get these kind of cold, lethargic fish going this time of year? Yep, they're still they're still lethargic. Uh, the water over here where I'm fishing is about 42. Uh, I don't think it's actually it's about I think the last time it was 41 and a half, 42. I think it's right now it's about 43 degrees. So the oh. fish are still in that in that lethargy uh, period. So yeah, they they're cold water. A nice way I like to go about it is is run warm harness rigs. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean it works. It's it's fun. It's engaging and that's one of my go-tos on my boats, but I mean, this time of year too, it's always good to run a, a jig or a blade bait because they want that that extra vibration and also crankbait. Sure. I'm I'm kind of like all over the place when I get out there and fish. I won't just stick <laughs> to one method. I don't know. I, there's some guys that they all they do is is they they do one thing all day and they're successful at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have my favorites, but yeah, I, I tend to go through the gauntlet of my arsenal out there just because i mean sometimes you don't they don't they don't want to take the you know the jig or the blade and the crank and you got to put on the you got to put on some meat you got to put on a worm <laughs> sure yeah my my experience has been when the fish are cold like this they they don't like to chase as much as they do you know a little bit later on when the water warms up but um, 
I'm like you. I kind of like to use a, a worm harness. And uh, one of the things that uh, I was curious to know if you've had the same experience, but um, I tend to, if I'm starting to use a worm harness this time of year, I kind of make my my uh, presentation a little bit smaller. So I go with smaller smile blades and maybe just a couple beads uh, rather than, you know, like a Wally Pop or something, which is a bigger presentation. Uh, is that kind of your experience too? Right now I am with the 1.1 smile blades, but there's also that thought of, of having a bigger presentation. So kind of the the stuff that, I, that I've been taught and what I've kind of been, you know, practicing out there on the river is, you 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 got to figure this walleye not it's not going to move for for much things right now because it's, it's cold that they're lethargic. Yeah, right. Okay, so if, if you if there's a this is my thought anyways if there's two baits going to pass him and one's small and one's bigger, I think he's going to exert his energy to go for the bigger bait and that bigger will bait. that will keep him or or actually it'd be a female the bigger walleye. Yeah, um, right, right. More fed. And you know they don't exude that much energy, so so the same energy is exuded, but they're going to be felt full off of that bigger bait. Uh, right. So I like, yeah, well, I like to do wally pops and stuff like that. But but right now, as the temperature does warm up, then yeah, it's going to be small, the one one, and then it's going to be a small presentation, whether it be a a super slow death or a spin drift, and right, right, and yeah, and and they and they they become that much more aggressive and. So yeah, I mean, it, it kind of I don't know, it kind of could be work both ways depending on on how you want to fish it. But uh, yeah, Wally pops and cha cha floats are pretty are good for me in the in the cold. Yeah, in the cold water. And you know, and and that might be the difference between you know I largely fish up at Banks Lake, so there's not the water movement. And you're fishing in the kind of in the mid Columbia, you know, Tri Cities and down, correct? Is that where you're yeah, mostly? exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm right. I'm all like Tri Cities below McNary Dam. Done a little bit down there right. on the John Day, uh, but yeah, it's on the John Day Dam. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's a different, and I and I can tell you because when I go up there with my Columbia River Tactics to Banks Lake, right. I'll tell you what I get my behind handed to me because those fish act a little bit different up there, and they do. I don't know if, do. if you get that when you come over here, you know, and. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, these walleye are, people say that they're easy to catch, but, uh, I don't think so. I think they're, no, they're, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. As you hear, oh, walleye, you could, you could, yeah, easy fish with it. No way, Jose. Every time you go out there and you hit them with something and then they're gone the next day. And that's another reason why I like to fish for walleye is because of that, yeah. that whole hunting aspect of it. Cause I don't hunt, I just hunt fish. <laughs> Yeah, well, me too. That's one reason I love it is because of that. And when I first walleye, started walleye fishing, I fished a lot below the John Day Dam, and we always fished usually the month of April, maybe the late March, and uh, we jigged for them a lot, you know, at the at that time of year. And the water was still pretty cold, and then we did the same as you. You know, we'd pull a variety of worm harnesses and things like that. So, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience fishing the river like that in different places, mm-hmm. and I can, you're right, when you go to the lake, it's a whole lot different, and, you know, I haven't had a chance to fish a lot of lakes other than banks, you know, uh, Billy Clap, for example, Potholes, Moses Lake, yep. but all all of those do fish a little bit different in the river, but that's pretty interesting. One other thing I was going to ask you is uh, uh, about water depths, you know, right now, the fish in Roosevelt, the fish in Banks Lake, because of the water temps, they're 
they're deep and i know that occasionally that's the way they get on the river are you are you finding that they're pretty deep this time of year so they're they and generally speaking yeah uh the yeah. the males and the the females they'll be they'll be a little bit deeper uh, i mean i've mm-hmm. i've fished this past winter um in depths of 90 feet uh yeah. for for a while yeah and with the with the jig presentation but as as these big females uh start to turn on for spawn they right. they tend to go shallow so right. we we do a lot of shallow water stuff this time of year also hunting trying to target the bigger caliber fish uh mm-hmm. i have a tournament coming up this weekend out of umatilla my pre-fish hasn't been the best i've had better days out there but uh we're gonna give it a go anyhow uh and and see if we could you know at least don't be last i guess but yeah depths mm-hmm. depths will de- <laughs> depths will definitely vary uh but like i said it's right now my sweet zone right now that I want to target is going to be under 25 feet, probably from like 15, yeah. 25 feet. Right, yeah, right, yeah. I think that's kind of a important thing for people to realize is that, you know, water temperature and time of year kind of make a difference about where we find these fish. And so, like you said, you got to be willing to hunt for them, that's for sure. Well, I hope you do well in your tournament. Yeah, I've got my fingers crossed too. Like I said, just <laughs> don't come in last. Just like I could be second to last, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, where so I'm are you at. gonna? Are you fishing with your one of your kids or? Uh, no, not this tournament. This tournament, um, I, I'm, I actually sought out a partner online and uh, fishing partner, of course, uh, sure. tournament partner, and yeah. I had a couple good good responses, and I ultimately chose the one that just stuck out more than everybody nice. else and yeah so yeah uh, my my kid uh my kids will fish the three-man tournaments i don't know if there was any set this year but mm-hmm. usually that's what we do and then boardman my 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 oldest son he he fishes boardman with me so i have that slot saved for him uh down in back in july in boardman so one of one of the things i did want to talk about um is just the the focus on family with you and you know if you if you've watched uh, the Northwest Outdoorsman at all, you know that family and friends are kind of an important thing to me, and that's usually yeah. what I'm trying to trying to feature. And, and one of the things that I I'm very impressed by what you're doing is how much you you focus on um, getting your family out on the water. Is that that's obviously a passion for you as well, right? Yes. Yep. And and like you said, I watch your stuff for for the longest time, and and there's just no better way to enjoy time together with your family with creating memories on the water i mean there's that's like up on my top of my list right there is trying to get these guys out and get, you know spend time create memories and and catch some fish you know and if we don't catch fish it's always a good time out there but yeah i definitely i uh, try to make that an extra an extra effort with that um kids nowadays they have so much distractions especially uh when that covid uh hit first right. it was uh you know some of these kids it, you know they just were well for example you know that they shut down fishing in our state so that was yeah. that was just that yeah that that was just in itself ridiculous but after that i was just like i revamped it up a little higher just like we need to get out there and, and stuff like sure. that it gives kids definitely an, an, a different outlet on life and different perspective you know they get get out because there's so much other things that they learn uh out there on the water and it's it's all positive stuff so yeah definitely try to make a point getting my 
my I call them the rod squad. I get them <laughs> I get them out in the on the river. So yeah, you yeah. like you said with your stuff too. I mean, yeah. I mean, right now I, your kids are I think they're already probably left the house. But oh, I yeah, mean, I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I have one that that made the jump and and yeah, it's it's not. I always kind of like just always have those memories and when when I think about it when she is gone, I just say, hey, at least I was able to fish with her as much as we could while she was here with us. So that makes me pretty proud in itself, just thinking of that. Yeah, and the good news is they'll come back. So, you know, both my kids are, my daughter's 30 and my son's about to be 28. And now that they're adults and they've gone through school and done all things that they want to do in life, now they want to go fishing with dad again. So you've got that to look forward to. And and then you get to relive relive those memories. uh, So one of the things I noticed, too, is uh, I think you're, I think your boys might outfish you occasionally. Does that happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, the 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 top fish was caught by my son on my boat. It was a sixteen and a half walleye I caught uh, two years ago. So yeah, he 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 takes that victory right there. And then sometimes we'll get on the boat and we'll we'll just place a like friendly bet. Just you know, whoever wins, you know, doesn't do chores for a week or whatever. And <laughs> Uh yeah, we we go we see how many fish we catch and so yeah, sometimes I'm I'm pretty close to the last. It just seems like I'm rebating their their warm harness rigs uh more than anything or netting their fish or doing something like that. But yeah, they definitely outfish you from time to time. <laughs> That's awesome. So the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh you've you've made a move in life. You're doing something a little different. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, to make a long story short, it, right. it yeah, it uh, I pretty much switched careers from being a production supervisor to in a plant that worked twelve-hour shifts to now I'm 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 a boat salesman for Valley Marine down there in uh, Union Gap, Washington. Isn't so, that awesome? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I tell my wife when I get home, I'm like. I'm not tired. I was like, do we need to do anything, you know? And she's like, she gives me a little list and I just get started. I do like slow, I just slowly work on it during the week. But yeah, I mean, I love it. It just, it just aligns up with what I really enjoy doing, which is obviously sure. being on the water and stuff. And well, you got to have a vessel to do it or you got to have a friend that has a vessel. So yeah, I'm right. I'm right there on the, on the front lines of the boat industry with, with Dan and Max and all those guys down there, Joe and Stacy and, yeah, it's just a great outfit. It's just like this small, family orientated. Just yeah, they did all the hard work. I just jumped on and joined their team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, kind of our theme is uh, you know very much a, a family-run business and uh, and 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 also friends and partners that have been together for a long time. So it it kind of fits the whole thing. And, and they're good friends of ours as well. So yeah. congratulations. Yep. And I think that's uh uh a bright future <laughs> yeah thank you yeah yeah it's definitely it was you know some anxiety and and whatnot at the beginning because you just started to think that i'd make the right choice but yeah as soon as i got there it was it was it was we're good we're gonna be we're gonna be good so if anybody needs a boat just uh look yeah. up j-rod at valley marine and we'll get you connected you'll you'll get them fixed up so they can get out on the water start chasing some walleye 
Yep, yep. And that's the funny thing. I, I, that's all I talk about all day long is they're like, oh, you're the guy who fishes walleye. All right, hey, how about this? What do you think about that? And I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, dude, is this for real? So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it's really, that's be really cool. Just fine. Yep. Okay, so uh, well, we're about to finish here, but I think before we go, it would tell everyone where they can find you on social media, and uh, that way they can follow your adventures. Yeah, cool. So uh, uh, Instagram, we have I have an Instagram, and it's at Fishing with the Rods, and then I have my Facebook, which is J Rod Angling, and I'm also on YouTube, but haven't really been active so much on my YouTube, uh, but I'll, my plan is to get that revamped and and get going on there but like if you want to follow my up-to-date type of stuff just go on my facebook or my instagram and i'll be posting pictures and my tournament results this tournament season if anybody's interested and i'll probably even give a report of exactly what 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 i did or didn't do right or wrong and and stuff like that so if you guys want to you know they want anybody wanted to follow me during the tournament season i'll definitely be updating it excellent well that's great well I appreciate you taking time, and uh, if you are a walleye fisherman or you're interested in uh, getting yourself into a new boat, boy, by golly, go out there and follow uh, J-Rod on uh, social media. He's I really enjoy following, like I said, because I really love the family aspect, and he's a hell of a walleye fisherman. So, hey, thanks a lot for taking time to visit with me. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me, and, yeah, we need to get out there and, and either catch we'll some fish or – and then we need to do some some type of fish fry with the Herods. No kidding. We need to do that, don't we? That, that's that got to happen. We'll make yep. it happen soon. All right. <laughs> All right. can't catch a big walleye on the columbia now i don't know what you're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know those are some good tips they are yeah i'd like to go with jaime oh absolutely we, i mean I, i'd love to, I, I fished it like one time mm-hmm. and, and that was a number of years ago and we were jigging with the sonic bait fish we caught a couple fish and and you know they were decent fish but you know it just it just wasn't on quite yet yeah. at that time yeah so I'd like to go down and spend time, but I mean, you know, it's like anything else. Absolutely. It, it, you have to spend the time on the water. Right. So. And what, two hour drive for us to go down there and yeah, yeah, turns into a long day, but that's just excuses because we complain about not fishing. So right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, let, we let, want to go fishing go. and then we're like, oh, that's let's two go. Hours. Shut yeah. this thing down. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just shovel the big fish up here so we can just, you know, go to our backyard, which you were saying people do. No, right there out of are, there are big bit fish in this part of the river i have caught some in the distant past and then i have a couple buddies who was i used to work with he was from the midwest mm-hmm. and he'd come, go down here in this stretch below uh, rocky reach dam and he hammered big fish yeah there's there's some there there. fish out there i've, I've caught a, a few fish there and, and down you know down river 10 miles 12 miles yeah. um i mean you don't catch a lot of fish, but you catch a number of big well, fish. That's the whole point, five right? Five to ten pounds. I've been asking fish. why. Why don't we go do that? Like I, I want to go do that. There's, there's not, there's, there's not, not a, a, lot, a fish. lot of fish yeah, up here. But, so it's and and that's kind of why. I but that's just done less it. fish to sterilize. Yeah, but 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 the thing <laughs> is, is, is you, well, but you know, and there again, I I feel compelled to, you know, going and spending time and and pounding a spot 
that doesn't have a lot of fish, you know, you kind of want you kind of want more fish to get in there. Of course. And it doesn't seem to happen, but you know, there's not a lot of people up here that that do fish walleye in in our stretch up here. Listen. Yeah. This is a trophy walleye podcast today. Oh, that's and, true. And and okay. so we're not talking about volume. We're talking about catching, you know, yeah. a daisy as a sure, next yeah. week's guest would yeah. call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think we should go try it, uh, you know, just to go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just to get on a boat, act like we're fishermen because. No, it, you're right. I mean, it, it is fun to do that, to try to target a big fish. And like I said, it's a distant pass for me. I, I've i done it. And my frustration was because I'm a little bit like Bobby. I don't I don't use the term sterilized, but I like to I like to put some fish in a boat. Sure. And you're not going to do that here. And I'm not going to keep one of those big girls. No. So I'm just going to let it go anyway. Sure. So. It's sort of like, you know, investing time. See, I'm a catch content a, guy. Catch, catch a couple big ones versus, you know, waiting a couple more weeks and going to Banks of Roosevelt and, and putting some fish in my freezer. You sure. know, that's kind of that's kind of how I am. But um, I would love to do it again. And there's no reason we can't. Yeah, we it's should. right here. We can I, just go. Okay, let's, let's call Jaime and All go. Right, let's just go. Yeah. Jaime, head on up here. I need your boat. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, and you've moved your boat, you know, 100 miles away. So Well, there's well, nothing wrong with that. He, we did, can always... he did that on purpose. Oh, you know? I know. I know. Well, that's where we fish. But we could always bring it back on a trip over and then plan to go, and then I'll take it back over. You'll let us back in your boat? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> okay. Here well, we go. We're going to go try to convince Richie to let us go fishing oh, yeah. with him. Okay. Hey, hey, Rich, can we go fishing today? <laughs> no, can he's, can he's we so go? Bu- he's so busy. Exactly. You know, cha-cha. retired and got busier somehow. Oh, yeah. What cha-cha. happened? What happened? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he's got to <laughs> go jump on a conference call, so we have to go. <laughs> That's a fact, unfortunately. Bobby and I are going to moderate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that ought to go well. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, hopefully we'll have Jeff Wachowski on. We'll talk a little bit of spring uh, kokanee fishing. Kokanee fishing. Yeah, so, baby. Um, look forward to that next week. Until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.